Hi everyone, welcome back to Reader's Table, the podcast where two story lovers talk about books, movies, and stories of any kind. I'm Nick. And I'm Priscilla. And in today's special episode, we're going to talk about Halloween and all things horror. Stay up to date and join the community on Instagram at Reader's Table. guys welcome back um we thought we would hone in on the spooky season the thing is um i'm not really into horror nick is and already a couple of years in the past he tried to convince me to watch horror stuff read horror stuff and i always said no thank you (laughs) and this year i finally did committed to some horrific stories and i didn't regret it first of all i want to ask you something Halloween. We live in Switzerland. It's obviously not as big of a deal as it is in the States, maybe. It's big over there. Have you ever went trick-or-treating? I don't remember because it's really not a huge thing. And I probably went just once or twice when I was quite young. My own family doesn't celebrate it. It's not a thing. And in our neighborhood growing up, it was just like, oh, Halloween, cool, let's get some snacks. Yeah. I have this memory... I went more than once, mm-hmm. and I always thought that when we went, it was a thing, and other people went too. And I do remember that we used to have a bowl full of sweets <laughs> ready for kids if they were coming to us, and sometimes kids were coming. So I know that that it happened. I know that people did it, but somehow I think in my mind it's probably bigger than it was around here because it's not a big town um, where I grew up. So. But I went a couple of times. Yeah, I think Switzerland only started doing horror stuff the moment it, they knew it was popular somewhere else. It's like every other tradition. Now you can buy I Halloween candy don't... and this and that. But, you know, there's no true anchoring in Swiss culture. It's not a culture, no. Yeah. It's not a cultural thing. That's right. But we did it. Like, we went. And mm-hmm. around here, it was actually kind of funny because I know I wore different stuff. But I only remember one costume, and you know it. Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. It's not necessarily a scary <laughs> costume. You should have but gone But it's Halloween, Venom. though, right? Like, somehow, you don't have to wear, like, a scary costume. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people... I don't know what year it was when there's Ali Wong, the comedian, in her dress. I think one was a Leo dress, and the other one was Zebra when she, or something. When she was pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, though. It's like, you get to dress up. It, it, sometimes you see cool things. I know one time I think I went as a wizard. And I remember thinking what kind of tricks we would play on people. And if I remember correctly, <laughs> we went to the neighbor's house. Mm-hmm. And th- those are like big condos. And there were people we knew. And then there were also people we didn't know. So we rang the doorbell on the second floor of this building. And there was a grandma opening the door. We didn't know her. And she was very sweet. She didn't understand. First, she was scared because my friend <laughs> had like this skull mask. And, you know, I didn't look scary. But still, it's like, what are these... And she didn't know what Halloween was. Mm-hmm. So we explained it to her, like, the thing that we were trying to do. And she's like, oh, I don't think I have any sweets. Like, I can check. It's like, no, it's all right. Like, we didn't, if you don't know what it is. Um, <laughs> and then she she felt bad and wanted to give us money instead. <laughs> and we were like, no, you don't have to give us any. And I don't know if we actually accepted the money or not. It was not this bunch of coins, you know. Mm. It was not, but, but it was funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And this oh, one no, time, poor woman. <laughs> I don't know if we ever played any tricks on people. Actually, I just know one time what we did. I think it was with a friend that, you know, and he had the idea. I don't know why, you know, these sugar 
packets you get for adding sugar to your mm-hmm. to your milk or uh, to your yeah, coffee yeah, this, or whatever. Sam- not the samples, but the, the small package. Yeah, yeah. And so we cut that up, just a small cut, and put a small piece of garlic in it, and then put a put a tape on it so you can see it. So <laughs> so if somebody <laughs> ew <laughs> yeah. And so we said, if somebody doesn't give us sweets, we'll give them that. But we didn't think about, like, that's weird. Like, why, <laughs> you know, like a bunch of kids, like, do you have sweets or not? Well, no, we don't. And then it's just like, what? okay, here you go. You. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, but why? <laughs> you know, it could be it could be a fun thing, but it's weird because it's yeah. <laughs> just a tube of sugar. You know? <laughs> like, the most random gift ever. <laughs> and so we did that. She was, she was really confused. She's like... But why are you giving me something that's like, well, we, you know, it's in the spirit of sharing and stuff like that. But you could see it in her face. Like, why sugar? <laughs> so random. That is indeed quite yeah. random. So I don't I don't know if she actually took it. I don't remember that. So Halloween's not a big deal around here, but, but it was fun. And it was cool being Spider-Man. And actually, last time I went, Spider-Man costume was already way too short because I <laughs> outgrown it. And so it was like this, like halfway up the calves and halfway up the forearms. <laughs> well it's time for a new suit and the mask was open in the back because it didn't fit my face (laughs) (laughs) you should have thought twice about that outfit i guess well i didn't have (laughs) maybe that was the horrific uh probably and i I didn't even wear shoes i just went i just wore red socks you know those those socks that have like the hard uh soul soul yeah and they had like cat paws on it. <laughs> like that's, that's <laughs> that sober. is a weird combination. Yeah, but it, it was red. I didn't have any red shoes, and it was the Spider-Man costume. <laughs> well, that's a funny story. Yeah, so I want to share that with you. I want to ask you how you. Uh, but have you had kids coming up to yeah, your house? Yeah, yeah, we had that um, only a handful of times over the years. Anyways, um, it's not really my thing, but I mm. do kind of enjoy the spooky feeling of the season. You know, that comes with Halloween's pumpkins, sweets, pumpkin spice latte. What does that have to do with spooky? Well, the spooky comes afterwards. You know, you first enjoy the sweets and then there's the books and the <laughs> I movies. I do enjoy the spooky <laughs> stuff. You know, pumpkin and <laughs> <laughs> spice Well, you can latte. carve pumpkins. That's fun. Yeah. And then you can eat the inside of the pumpkin depending on the pumpkin. <laughs> mm. But yeah, I enjoy it for what it is, but I'm not really engaging a lot in it. Until this year, in terms of watching horror, because you never really Reading watched horror. Reading horror, watching horror. But you read horror before. Just not watch it. Yeah, well, I read one horror, actually two, that I can think of. But I wasn't scared. You read that one, the vampire thing? Yeah, the Southern Book Club's, no wait, something so, Vampire Hunting by Grady Hendrix. Yeah. The Southern was Vampire's that Book Club. Uh, I forgot the title. It was an enjoyable read, but I... I was maybe a bit scared once. There was one scene, but other than that, it was a bit gross. Mm. And the second novel that I read before that, or afterwards, I mean, is uh, Stephen King's Salem's Lot. I'm not sure if we talked about this before in the podcast, but I might have mentioned it when it came up about Stephen King. We've talked about Stephen King before, about his books. Like some people saying it's not scary. I don't think it's really about like, being scared in the moments more a sense of like dread you know his books it depends on the book as well and to mm-hmm. be fair you've only really read Salem's Lot which is would qualify as like vampire sort of horror gothic mm-hmm. maybe so you'll see maybe maybe one of them will actually scare you but I feel like it's with books because you only have prose 
yeah. when you do horror movie you have you the know visuals. sound you have the visuals you have the sound you have the music the ambience like you have everything that you, you can create so much <laughs> ambience with all the senses mm-hmm. and with book you only have prose yeah and you which, have your own imagination if you've never seen anything that is described in the books but that's also good though yeah 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 i'm not saying it's bad I was it's just, gonna just say, a different way of then imagining the story it's like a double-edged sword for ha- for halloween almost like for <laughs> horror like if you're writing halloween if you're writing horror as a writer i feel like it's a double-edged sword only having prose because like i said you only have prose but you also have the imagination of the reader and so it's not always about what you describe it's more about what you don't describe i think mm-hmm. that's effective you know like when you allude to something and then let the imagination of the reader run wild yeah but I just experienced it a bit differently for myself. What I mean by that is, for me, it's actually the aftermath of finishing mm-hmm. a horror novel. Maybe not with Salem's Lot and the va- Southern Book Club's Guide to Hunting Vampires or Slaying Vampires, I think that's yeah, the Yeah, hunting, I think, not yeah. slaying. Slaying um, is a bit brutal. But with uh, Paul Tremblay's uh, Head, Head Full, Full of, of Ghosts. Ghosts. I was reading this one. I was like, it's not scary. And then after I finished it, I let it sit. And then it really got spooked because really? scenes kept coming back from the book. And that kind of started scaring me because I was having my own scene in my head. And I was picturing, for example, the two sisters, you know, uh, yeah, spoilers. About, <laughs> you already said it, but just to reiterate, we're talking yeah. about the book A Head Full of Ghosts by Paul Tremblay, in case you're interested mm-hmm. or don't want to get spoiled. Actually, it's not a spoiler. I'm just mentioning there's a scene towards the end of the book where the two sisters are standing in the hallway and one leaps and i just pictured that scene after reading the book and i got so scared because i imagined her face while doing it the way everything else looked the clothes the the area and Mm, the blood in the mouth yeah everything and and that was horrific for me horrifying for me yeah yeah i think it also depends on Obviously, the writing style, like if it appeals to you mm-hmm. as a specific. Definitely. And then also what scares you. Demonic possession, supernatural ghosts, like hauntings. That scares you, right? But yeah, somehow I'm that learning... book didn't scare you that much in the moment. Maybe it's just the way... It was very subtle. I'm going to say that. Like mm-hmm. that book is not... If you are... If you're listening to this and you want to read a book about the possession, like exorcism stuff... It, this is pretty okay. Like, A Head Full Ghosts, I feel like, is a good good horror book for non-horror fans as well. It's very subtle. Mm-hmm. The horror comes from the subtleties and the dual way you can look at this narrative. Like, mm-hmm. did it happen that way or did it happen the other way? You know? I'm actually really curious about our friend's opinion on this book. We'll, we'll talk about it Our book it club soon. friends, I mean. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited here. But you actually mentioned something before that is quite true. Um, now that I'm reading, watching, not listening yet to more horror, mm-hmm. I kind of learn more about myself, what I like and what I don't like. Mm-hmm. Because there's different types of horror. And funnily, the things that, I, that really scare me are the ones that intrigue me the most. So it's, again, a double-edged sword. Yeah, I don't think that's that's weird at all. I think that's usually the case with everyone, you know, because what you're afraid of is usually tied to something that intrigues you because Mm -hmm. otherwise you wouldn't be afraid of it. If it's not intriguing, then you're like, yeah, whatever. 
if there's mystery around it, could be intriguing either way. But if, if there's mystery around it and it scares you, then it appeals to a very basic human emotion, which is fear and dread or, mm. and or terror. That draws you out, you know. It's, it makes you also feel alive. It sounds weird, but you know... Like yeah, it, you're it, on adrenaline the whole yeah. time. You're basically simulating fear and nothing really happens to you. So it's it's well, also therapeutic. Yeah. I don't think it's therapeutic. But... It can be. I mean, some things, if you are not into some things you shouldn't watch or read, if that's mm -hmm. not for you, that's totally fine. But it can be therapeutic for the things that you actually want to confront because it can show you something about yourself. But yeah. what about you? You know, you've read and watched horror for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. What does it feel like for you now when you read something? And then how, or what are your preferred horror subgenres? I was, for the most time, really afraid of what you're afraid of like ghosts, <laughs> uh, demon, uh, like hauntings and zombies because i was exposed to zombies and the idea of the undead at the age of maybe nine or ten like way too young in my opinion like for me personally for some people that's okay but i couldn't handle it but i like the cool stuff i like the possession demon spirit i like that now oh i didn't used to like that but i like it because i'm i'm not a super religious person but i would say of myself that i have a spiritual side to myself And I enjoy that facet of storytelling and of human maybe relationship and or tradition, also culture, and the fascination with, you know, life after death and the preservance of human memory and then spirits and lingers on afterwards. That's all very interesting to me. So that's why I like it. I enjoy subtle stuff and I really like psychological horror. Well, I have a long way to... What do you like? <laughs> It's difficult to say because I haven't experienced all the different kinds of horrors. But so far, I'm really intrigued by the haunted house. I think also spirits are quite um, intriguing. As you might know if you've listened to other episodes, uh, I am half Asian. So I'm a bit familiar with the Asian horror culture. Mm -hmm. I've only watched one or two movies, I think. And they scared the shit out of me. And they were harmless well, compared to other stuff. <laughs> yeah, but I was I couldn't sleep for months because yeah. it has a cultural, it is a cultural tie. Right, that so I it's have more intimate. It, yeah, the language um, and uh, everything. But do you also think that maybe you watched it at a time where you were very young and scared of those things more I, than you would be one now? One movie I watched twice. <laughs> I was young both times, but the second time. Which one? Menak. Um, it's a Thai classic. Tyorum. ghost story okay we should watch it okay <laughs> well maybe if you want to like i if, will if you watch feel it safe, again but i think maybe we good for you to to see like uh, the how thing you is, react with to Thai it horror movies i know like the way it's filmed it's obviously not up to par with uh, u.s horror movies and yeah, the because other... they're not the yeah, movie making this... industry exactly yeah. but it still scares me so much that I will just keep it in my head the whole time, will not be able to sleep. And that's the same with other horror genres or movies in general. And books too. I'm so... Yeah, yeah books, books less, so. is less because mm. I don't have the visuals. And I can kind of but erase do, what I don't want to... But don't you imagine visuals when you read? I do, but one of our mutual friends said it once perfectly. With horror, you can just cancel out what you don't want to like take in visually. 
you mean with horror books yeah books sorry yeah. books yeah and i feel that applies 100 because i'm able to do that when i read horror and but I you know like... you will get to a point that you can do the same thing with movies as well yeah because and, i, I know that, that i that i don't believe in <laughs> Yeah. I'm just scared. I mean, now we're watching The Haunting of Hill House, right? Yeah. And I mean, the first couple of episodes, I literally screamed almost every episode. Yeah. And now you're just hiding behind the blanket. Well, I'm still watching, but I'm just preparing myself in case something nasty comes up that I can just cover my eyes. <laughs> I need okay. to protect myself. <laughs> I mean, I wasn't able to sleep properly during the whole week because I always thought of the bent neck lady really yeah i'm I'm just so scared of that person or the character well, you know now you know yeah now i know what the, who she is yeah. but still it scared me so much and then the other dude in the basement <gasps> my headache and <laughs> <laughs> my heart <laughs> my headache <laughs> okay <laughs> just... what are you <laughs> okay as you know horror is addicting uh, in books as well and that's why i read so much stephen king <laughs> For me, it was different. I really got addicted when we started watching The Haunting of Hill House because the story was so intriguing and, and I just wanted to know, read more of that stuff and yeah. I was feeling the itch for it. And to those that don't know, The Haunting of Hill House is based on a novel written by... Shirley Jackson. And you also read another book by her recently. Exactly, because, because I didn't of want that. to spoil myself um, with the original. The other book called We Have Always Lived in the Castle. I actually liked it. A lot. It wasn't scary. Mm -hmm. Well, let me say like this. The story is narrated by an 18-year-old girl. And she lives with her uncle and her sister Constance. Like her uncle is called Julian. In this really big mansion. And it has really spooky vibes to the novel. And you follow her daily life. And while reading about her life and um, the events that happen. Uh, you sort of figure out why they live the way they do. And why they are so weird so if you want to start with horror and it, it's not really gory or anything you can try it i mean you read it so mm -hmm. it's probably safe yeah it's safe <laughs> it's a fun season but i have yet to read a self-chosen proper horror book but definitely not it <laughs> why not i'm not ready for it yet Stephen King is a staple on our podcast because I am it a bit of a biased, <laughs> a biased reader in that regard. Yeah, but you've infected me as well. Stephen King's a good writer. He can write. He I have to say, out of all the books that I've read so far, I think five in total. One was a miss for me. The other two of them were okay. The other two I loved. Hmm. The ones you loved were Fairy Tale mm -hmm. and Misery. Misery. That is terribly good. So, what else? I think we, we also wanted to talk about the books that we plan to read in the horror oh, yes. genre. For me, it's easy. I have John Langan, oh, which yeah. is a contemporary of Paul Tremblay, which you talked about before, who wrote A Head Full of Ghosts. John Langan, his most famous novel, I think, is The Fisherman. Yeah, you read that one. I read that one. It's very good. If you're into Elder Chore, H.P. Lovecraft, Elder Gods cosmic horror kind of stuff the fisherman is amazing it's almost too good to not be a hp lovecraft kind of story because it's very much grounded in that mythos in that fantasy world right it's also fantasy in a way mm -hmm. so that was really good 
and I intend to read more of his. He has, I think, another novel or two that is a full-length novel, but he has a lot of short story collections, and I have two of them, which I'm going to read. One of them is called The Wide Carnivorous Sky, which is a beautiful title. Yummy. And the second one is called Mr. God, I think. So I'm going to read that. And then, of course, Stephen King. And I'm very much interested in also writers who are maybe not so famous, like mm -hmm. John Langan. He's famous locally, but in Switzerland, maybe he's not big shot. You know what I mean? That's terrible, I feel like, because there's so many great authors out there that don't yeah. make it into our country. Yeah. I don't even know how... That's the crazy thing about this book, The Fisherman. Because mm -hmm. The Fisherman is so ethereal and so cosmic in its horror. The way it's told is it's about a guy telling what happened to him and he heard, hears a story about this otherworldly beings and everything that's happened a hundred years ago or so and when he hears this story he didn't get details it was just one afternoon and this bartender told him the story and he relays the story in written form to us in between story bits he's like i'm not sure how i remember this because there was not enough time for me to get this. And somehow I still know it all. So did the bits that I got the information reveal to me more things? And then the full story was mm -hmm. revealed to me about the elder gods, etc. So it's a very cosmic sort of horror. Well, and that sounds interesting, yeah. actually. And so in that way, it almost breaks the fourth wall. Because then when you've read it, Meta -reading. you also know the story. And you also know it all. And then maybe you start to imagine things that didn't happen in the story. And you add them yourself. And the coolest thing is, I do not remember how I found the story. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, it came to me. is always with the best reads you have? Yeah, but it fits into the vibes, mm -hmm. right? He doesn't remember how he got all the story. I don't remember how I got this book and how I got to that story, how I found it. I'm pretty That's sure it was, a, it was a Reddit post or so because I was looking for more horror stories by maybe not so well-known mm -hmm. authors because I wanted to... That's great. ...to increase my... Um, I wanted to just read other horror authors and I would like to continue doing that mm. so there's a fun bit about that but what about you? Definitely uh, The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson the original I just want to know what ideas the authors picked from the book and then I would be interested to read a Riley Sager book it's called Home Before Dark I saw this um, on the channel of one of my favorite bookstagrammers and I was just intrigued. The Outsiders by Stephen King. And I would love to try Christopher Buhlman. I have one saved. It's called Those Across the River. I didn't spoil myself. I don't know what it's about. It just looks uh, creepy and I just feel intrigued to try it. And that's kind of the way I have to go about horror books. I cannot read what it's about otherwise. How did you find that? by? Buhlman? I don't know. I think I was googling horror books because I want to read more. And then I found the classic ones like T. Kingfisher and whatnot and i saw that one and it i knew the author wrote a fantasy book one or two years ago which i'm also interested in have but haven't gotten to but he's originally a horror author and absolutely some classics the call of cthulhu or some gothic horror mm -hmm. like frankenstein well you've read dracula how did you like that because i enjoyed it i wasn't scared well wait I might have been scared at some mm -hmm. scenes, but overall it was a fun tale. story, yeah. yeah. How, how did you like the style it was written in, Epistolary Effort? I knew you were going to say it. 
<laughs> epistolary i have issues with that word which means to in, those... in letter form before i answer to that i also remember that i had a huge break in between the first half and the second mm -hmm. half of the book but after i picked it up again i was intrigued i think mm. it's a cool list of your future reads by the yeah, way yeah yours too and i hope we can cover them on the podcast mm -hmm. as well if they're good reads but i also want to talk about horror movies are there any that you are super excited to watch I'm excited for the release of Save the Slot, um, the new one, because there's an 80s version. Maybe you should just watch that, the 80s version. Mm -hmm. It's pretty good, apparently. Other than that, I'm just excited for anything Stephen King. Just like with the books, I'm biased. Mike Flanagan, the director of Haunting of Hill House and The Haunting of Bly Manor. And, and the Haunting of Midnight Any Other Mass. House. <laughs> yeah. He wants to do an adaptation of The Dark Tower. I'm kind of excited about that, because he adapted... Um, Gerald's Game and mm -hmm. 1922, I think. I don't know if that's by him as well. But we also wanted to watch that yeah. one. So what are you excited for? Salem's Lot? When it comes out? If it comes out? Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch that one with a blanket and eye covers. <laughs> but I also at some point want to try a Thai horror movie that came out a couple of years ago. Hmm. I think I showed you once, but I forgot the title. I have to research it again. And other haunted house. Two of my favorite horror movies are Robert Eggers' uh, cinematic debut. Isn't the it witch. The, the, the Lighthouse dude? And The Lighthouse, mm. those two movies, yeah. The Witch is actually really scary. I recently rewatched some scenes on YouTube, and a lot of people said when it came out that it wasn't scary. It was a boring movie, and it was tiring, slow. And it is, but it's not boring because it's slow. It's just a slow burner. Mm -hmm. I believe that. Most audiences who go watch horror in the cinema, just like most audiences who go watch anything in the cinema, are the mainstream moviegoers, the followers of I just want to be entertained in a mainstream way. Mm -hmm. And if you've seen horror movies like that, you expect quick cuts, jump scares, eerie and or spooky atmosphere, brutal visuals and imagery. But horror has so much more to tell and so there's so many facets to horror that i think movies like that that are just jump scares mostly are not bad they're not bad horror they're just one way of making horror that's very successful mm -hmm. and the witch was different the witch was very slow burn and it was less about jump scare and in your face horror it was about dread it was about building tension and anticipation and for most people it didn't work because they didn't allow themselves to be dragged into Drag, the narrative yeah. yeah and i also think this is gonna maybe sound controversial but i don't think it is i think that most people who would say the witch is boring are also probably not reading books because if you are hmm. tied into the mainstream media consumption of netflix and disney plus and mm -hmm. here's a new movie and here's a new series there's so much and they're always so quick paced and they always have the same sort of three act structure and format. It's good, but it's but very you want formulaic. To appreciate yeah. the slow burn. Yes. It's very formulaic. So your brain gets tied to that pattern of that's how we do it, that's what I expect. And then when you see something else, then the pattern that your brain is tied to, it's somehow bad. I bet that these people could not read a five hundred page, let alone three hundred page novel and really get invested. Um, yeah, it is an investment. I mean, it's a commitment. You okay. have, yeah. Maybe I said it wrong. They could, but they probably don't do that very often. 
because it's just a different speed with mm-hmm. novels it's slower it's slower and that movie the witch was exactly like that it wasn't like a novel it was a gothic witch tale mm-hmm. it was folkloric horror it was very oh, that sounds good too folkloric horror yeah, but it's like if you're scared of witch stuff or if you, yeah i'm not scared of witches if you allow yourself to be in the atmosphere and to really get in the heads of these characters it's actually very scary but if you're just there for you know big noises spooky chump scare zombie popping up on the screen then maybe you think it's boring mm-hmm. but I, I believe that there's this this balance with horror you know that this different styles that you need to juggle and yeah. I think it's sad that and I understand why it's that way but it's sad that just what appeals to the masses is then what you know gets made more and that's what it's not the true art yeah that survives exactly i know this has nothing to do with books and stuff but there is a relation to movies so i've been to london um a month ago and i went to this exhibition at the ashmolean in oxford the artist was flora yuknovic and i really love her she does abstract oil paintings and it's fantastic and I was really surprised that when I went to see the the paintings, there's always a little description next to it, right? You know, what's the inspiration, what it's called. And all of the five paintings were inspired by horror movies. And that kind of opened my eyes a bit wider. <laughs> because up until then, I never thought about using horror as an inspiration for art. Why not? It just Which never okay. made that connection. Yeah. And seeing it and... She is a brilliant artist, I have to say this again. Just sparked a creative interest in the genre. Hmm. So if you have time and are in Oxford, go and check that one out. If it's still on? Yeah, I think it's still on. Okay. And if not, you can also Google stuff. Yeah, she's, she's brilliant. But yeah, that was a new way of experiencing horror. That hmm. horror can be beautiful as well. Well, I'm not going to say it, but I'm going to say it. I told you so. Uh, yes, of course. The artistic expression is not exclusive to positive emotions only. I think that's a smooth way to end this episode. <laughs> that's not what I was trying to do, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, it's all right. I don't really have anything else to say. Neither. So there's even beauty and horror. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this episode and then we hope that you can enjoy horror. And if you're scared of it, don't worry. You don't need to watch it or read it or consume it in other ways. There's things that I also avoid so you know just be open about it and maybe you'll find something that resonates with you as well and if you have a good recommendation let, let us, us know. know that's it for today we hope you enjoyed this episode all about ghouls ghosts and gravestones stay up to date and join the community on instagram at readers table thank you for listening